Jason, as it is each and every week, the Lee Summit Town Hall Podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! It is still October, and October is safety month in the window treatment world. And you know what that means, Nick. All hail our robot shade overlords. All hail! So, just keep that in mind. All right, so automated shades... It's a fancy thing. You can get a safer environment for your pets and your kids. You can save on money by having your programmable. Not only are they automated, they're programmable. So you can operate them from your phone or program them to go up and down. So you can save heating and cooling costs and only use them up or down when you need them to give you the best energy efficiency for your home. It makes life better. So make everyday life just a little bit easier, safer, and more secure. Go visit our friends at Budget Blinds right in the heart of Lee Summit in downtown. So I'm Jason and Nick sent you. Dun, dun. <laughs> Hello again and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury and as always, I am joined by a man who did not make the field for last night's presidential candidate debate. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to the Summit. I did not, I repeat, I did not poll high enough. No. Nor did I raise enough money. Nor did you run or ask anybody to vote for you. What was that? If nominated, I will not run. If elected, I will not serve. No, no, I think no. I'm more like Brewster. D. None of the above. D, none of the above. Right. All right. So, Link to Lee Summit is the source for all the news you need about this very fine city. And our unofficial sponsors today are the Washington Nationals and the Houston Astros. Go Nats! Because Nick and I are both Royals fans, but our two other favorite teams are however playing the St. Louis Cardinals and the New York Yankees. That's very true. Although, I got to tell you, mm-hmm. it's really hard for me to root for the Strohs. See, I after all the years in Houston in college... I have a little warm spot in my heart for the Strohs. I watched them get decimated by Greg Maddox in the Astrodome way back, way, way back. back in the That's day. That's the way back machine. Uh, way back in the day. But, uh, and, and it is a, I will say this for the record, the Astrodome was a terrible, terrible place to watch a baseball game. Probably better than being outside at that time of year, but it was awful. Uh, but anyway, so the Astros got a little warm spot in my heart uh, as a whole. But uh, yeah, and honestly... They're playing the Yankees, and you cannot, in good conscience, cheer for the New York Yankees. No, can't do it. It's can't like, do it. It's like rooting for gravity. No, no, it's 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 in my blood. Can't do it. All right. Well, let's now, Jason. Let's get into a little more local focus. Let's we'll, we'll, we'll pull away from the national baseball talk, and we'll we'll zoom in here. You mean we're not going to switch over to being a sports talk radio podcast? No, I thought about it, but no. All right, fine. no. Actually, I want to start off the show with a little bit of sad news for our community. Jason, I found out yesterday Betty Herzog died. Betty, the wife of Dr. Bud Herzog, passed away this week. She was a longtime pillar in this community. Absolutely. She served on all kinds of boards and commissions, did a lot of work, philanthropic work, as the Herzogs both have done over the many years. Uh, and I would say that, you know, we are better as a community for her involvement and we are poorer for a community for her absence. So our thoughts and prayers um, and our, our wishes go with Dr. Herzog and all those who knew and cared for Betty. 
Let's move over now, Jason, and let's talk a little bit about some things going on with the Lee Summit R7 School District. We thought we had a couple of small news items, and then we got an extra one at the last minute. So we're like, it's news is just happening as we as we record. If you are in the district, you received their weekly e-news update, and included in that was was an interesting, I, I think, item of note, and that was that Don Smith has resigned. Don Smith was in charge of the equity and diversity team for the school district. We heard a lot from her over the last several months and even even year as we as we talked about equity and and the mission for the school district she has resigned and taken a position in the North Kansas City School District. Right, and she'll be replaced by a doctor in that role by Dr. Rexanne Hill um, who is currently the executive director for student support. And 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 while this is just a normal I mean in the overall scheme of things, you know, people come and people go and people take new jobs and and things happen all the time. Taking a look at the district's uh, sort of leadership, the superintendent's leadership team and the district administration, Don Smith was the only person of color on that entire staff listing on the district's website. And I think it's a problem sort of or an illustration of the issues that we've been kind of grappling with around equity and diversity and representation in the district that we now have no faces of color in those positions in the district. And, and that, I mean, just on his face, that is not where we want to be as a district. I think, I think the thing to take note is going to be to watch how um, the district and the, the equity consultant that they've hired, how they respond to, to this and how they, how they talk about it moving forward. And and what the process is like as they look for for a full time replacement? Will that be Dr. Rexon Hill? Will will that be someone else? Will that will they will they how will they address representation, equitable representation in their hiring processes? These are just things I think to to watch for as this continuing discussion about representation, about inclusion and equity goes on. But Nick, I wanted the problem fixed yesterday, Jason. That's not our job. That is not our job. But but, but what is well, I think what is our job for me and you I think is that that we do we we watch kind of the process and the questions that they ask themselves the questions that they ask of future applicants for various positions on the leadership team and even questions that are asked when the next school board election comes around and who are who are the representatives for the district going to be because in addition Jason like you said in addition to there not being people of color in the administrative team. There, are, there also are no people of color sitting on that dais. And, hey, that's voted by the people. But those are questions I think that that, that will be asked. And, and, and I'm curious to see how the community and how the administration talks about it as we move forward. I think you're right. And, and that's the, the biggest thing to take away is we just need to be attentive to how the district responds and how they address this going forward and, and what they do and what they say as, as we march forward on that. Another note uh, from the school district, Jason, as we as we have talked about a little bit before, that there is likely going to be a bond issue coming up for the school district, and that and so the school district has now put out a survey to get people's thoughts on building a new middle school building. Absolutely, and then this is part. I mean, we've talked around and around about this, and I think this comes out of the recommendations from the CFMP. See, I got it right on the first try, Nick. So you can you can do it, man. Just by the time it becomes like a non-issue, I think I've gotten three of the last four right. Well, that's pretty good, actually, as as a whole. So they they wanted. I could go to the Hall of Fame if I keep that up. Get a feel for where the where the where our students and our parents and the community think and feel 
where the district is in certain measures and in certain areas. And, and honestly, and, and you know, and, and I can say this, uh, it is almost as important that the perception of where the district is as it is where the district actually is. Um, and I know that sounds a little bit weird, but if people- You sound like a lawyer. Well, I, yeah. And, and it's one of the things that I've learned actually in my job as a whole is that it's, it's actually, you know, taking crime rates, for instance, it, it's important that we try to reduce the incidence of crime in our neighborhoods, but it's also very important. It's perhaps even more important that people feel safer going forward, because even if the crime is reducing and people still don't feel safe, they're going to act as though they're not safe. And that's the deal. So if the people are, don't have the, if the perceptions and the reality don't line up, that's an important thing to understand that the district can understand. And it certainly can impact potential support for a bond issue in 2020. Well, speaking of election, Jason, there's, there will also be city council elections coming up next spring. Filing does not start for, for those candidates until December. I got to say this before you get into the, the, the thing here. I am both distressed that we are back on election season and yet kind of excited about it because it's always so fun to go through that process. And it's something that we we enjoy doing as a whole. But, man, I'm just like, again? Already? Like, oh, killing me. It right. is the absolute easiest way for people to be involved. It is the simplest way to make your voice heard in the community, and that is to show up and vote. So, yeah, I get excited about it. Yeah, and, and the voting part's great. It's the silly season that comes along with okay. it can be a little bit off. All right. Can I, can I make a confession? Can this be a confessional Wednesday? Sure. Nobody's listening. Okay, people are listening. I but. like the silly season. It, I it, mean, I really, like, yeah, silly's a little bit entertaining for me, but I also like, look, this is the most we get to hear people talk, and then you and I get to do what we do, and that's ask them questions so that we can kind of figure out what people want to do, and the people that want to lead, how do they want to lead? What, what are their ideas? What are their visions? Absolutely, and I and I agree with you one hundred percent. And those are those are big things. It's just you know, it's sometimes the the silliness part of the silly season can be a little little bit much. And it just felt it, honestly, it feels like we just finished it like yesterday, and here we are back again. So eh, it is what it is. Well, if Jason hasn't beat you down, and no, you are still willing and thinking about that, hey, maybe you want to run for office. Oh, you should definitely run for office because right now. And then let us ask you questions. Right now that we know of, there's only going to be one contested race so far. And there's still a lot of time. Filing doesn't start till December, like right. I said. Literally nobody has filed for re-election or election yet. Right. But if you're thinking about it, and maybe it's something you want to do either this next time around or further into the future, the Lee Summit Chamber has a special event just for these people. They are going to have a candidate panel from 6.30 to 8 p.m. on Tuesday, October 29th at the Gamber Center. And Jason, they have done this before. I think this is this kind of it's just a good way, I think, for people to get a feel for what it takes, not just to be in office, but but what it's like to run for office. You've done this. You've actually run. You've been a candidate. It's not easy. No, it is not. And it is and it is a I think the best way to call it is, is a humbling experience in a lot of ways. Um, but it's also an interesting eye when people and I'm gonna say this in the right way, think you might be important. Uh, sometimes they treat you differently and it's very easy to get caught up in that if you're not attentive. But there are a lot of like, there's mechanical, there's rules on campaign finance, I already know I'm disclosures not and you know, how to access the votes. I have one major criticism of the chamber's event is that they have not named it what to expect when you're electing. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm a little upset that they didn't do that. So Matt Barrett, I'm giving you this one for free. So you can have that again going in the future. So just you're welcome. You are welcome, Lisa Machamber. Uh, can 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 you just can you just say your proposed title one more time? Sure. What to expect when you're electing. So <laughs> like if no one else finds that funny, know that I do, Jason. And be clear. I do. This podcast is for us. <laughs> so that's right. So all right. So if you're thinking about it, you should go. You don't have to go and like talk or or you know they're always asking you to declare your candidacy. No, but it's a chance to ask questions and it's a chance to learn. Right. It's a good opportunity to learn. And there's a lot of mechanics to it that I think um, you need to be aware of on the front end. It's not just like putting your name on a piece of paper and then walking around going, hey, vote for me. There's a lot more to it than that. So uh, good on the chamber for putting that out there. And I hope that they get a good attendance so that we have a lot of contested elections because those are what make the silly season fun is the having the multiple ideas and the multiple voices talking about a similar spot. And some people have choices. And it can exercise the democratic process. Speaking of things that get people a little silly and get conversations just a little bit silly. Oh, my God. The segues tonight are just. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> like I, I'm working very hard to curb my need for dad jokes right now. I can't imagine why. Because <laughs> we're talking about weed. We are talking about Missouri's ongoing process to issue licenses for medical marijuana. Uh, Jason, I'm bringing this up because uh, I shared with you earlier this morning before we started recording, the Kansas City Star had a, a story and an interactive map showing all of the applicants for dispensaries, cultivating labs, all of those things. For all of the all of the applicants in the Kansas City area, you and I zoomed in a little bit and, and looked at the, the applicants in Lee's Summit, there are nine applicants for licenses it for, for dispensary licenses in Lee's Summit, and there is one for cultivating. So that I, that, that is in and of itself something that we paid attention to, and I think when the the list got uh, sunshine lawed into existence a few months ago, we we went back and looked at those same things. Uh, but this is an interesting thing to me is is. Being in Lee Summit, we are actually, the city of Lee Summit exists in two, at least in part, in two different congressional districts. Because gerrymandering. Because gerrymandering. And the dividing line for a lot of that is 291. And from 291 to 7 Highway through what I'll call the northern part of Lee Summit through the... Um, there's a weird U-shape. There's a little little cutout thing. It's like, little, it's like Sam Graves' special little piece of Lee Summit that he gets. Uh, and... So that's interesting in and of itself, but it runs down 291 as a whole. So applicants on one side of 291 are in the 6th district in the in the northern part. So this is north of 50. And applicants on the west side of 291 are in the 5th district. So 6th versus 5th. And there are limitations on how many dispensary applications will be approved per congressional district. There are it's 24 per congressional district. And if you're on that west side of 291 and i think there's three or four that aren't but the rest of them are um, in the fifth congressional district you are competing against basically the entirety of kansas city missouri right um and all of that and there I, the stars article said there were like 360 some applications or 350 applications and like 60 some percent of them are in the fifth congressional yeah if you scroll up that map and look in just the kansas city proper there are a lot of dots. Right. And and so it you may see 
for lack of a better way to put it, two sort of applicants who are each alike in dignity and quality to borrow from Shakespeare for a moment. Uh, and one on the one gets the gets a license because it's literally on the other side of the road than the first. So that's an interesting piece. These are going to be scored um, are being scored by a third party, an independent third party. Um, who are doing blind scoring? So they're they're going to take all the names and identifying information off of the off of the applications, and they go through and they look at those and they just you know they rank them, and that's how the scores are going to be out there. We don't have any idea. Uh, and the Stars article didn't indicate who that score was or whether we'll get to see the results um, at the back end of it. But so of those nine applicants, we could have well, if it was zero. Or, you know, we could have almost all nine of them are granted depending on how they're structured and, and where they fall in the scoring. Yeah, so that's just going to be interesting to watch, something we'll, we'll keep an eye on. I'm sure a lot of people are keeping their eye on as this new industry comes into Missouri, and we'll see if we have any of those in our town. I'm just trying to figure out which chronic condition I have is really what we're looking for. There point. we go. And now you have entered in. With the dad joke. <laughs> I just want to make sure we're clear. So, well, that, and actually, it's not just a dad joke, but it's actually the accurate phrase for what they're looking at for those things. But, um, all right, that is uh, that is the basics, and, and we're just waiting on this process, but the applications are all in, and as these move along, we will uh, we'll let you know as, as soon as any in the area are approved or not approved. And that is going to wrap up our short show for this week. We hope you enjoyed listening. We hope you'll catch up with us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast. We will talk to everyone next time. You have been listening to Lee Summit Town Hall, a link to Lee Summit podcast with hosts Nick Parker and Jason Norberry. A proud member of the Fredcast Network, you can subscribe to this podcast on most of your favorite podcast apps and catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for all the news, analysis, and conversations on the Lee Summit community. Connect with us on Facebook at Link to Lee Summit or on Twitter at LS Town Hall. Mm-hmm.